this is TENT Sports Podcast. QT Ski, LK. Let's go. TNT, we back. Logging in and see that. Wins and losses, crazy crosses. Holding one, talking golf and rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Name the topic we can speak. From the Rockets to the Heat. Well, the Rockets to the net. Slick, weird, big beard. On my James Harden flex. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen it. I depart like marking this. TNT, that's a T with a hyphen. ENT, if you're typing, seeing me, that's a likeness. Next to the Max is like I'm Stephen A. Tag me in your subject. TikTok, Facebook, Gram, or Twitter page. Tell me who you loving. Big discussions for you, sport or house. Jackie Moon Tropics. What they like? Oakland straight 30 bobby. Tommy Brady pockets. Who had grunk up in the party? Toss Lombardi, get it started. Mardi Gras Mike can't be guarded. My new spicy like New Orleans weather. Local national form, we get it. Working overtime, cafe do mine with the coverage. I'm on you at no the line. No one came as hard as this. Watch me Shannon sharpen okay. it. I depart like marking this. TNT, we back. Logging in and see that. Wins and losses, crazy crosses, holding one. Talking golf and rolling one. Got me coughing every weekend, so it's often. And I'm dropping every week. Name the topic we can Good morning, this TNT Sports Podcast, episode number 104. And this morning, I brought one of my reoccurring guests. Man, I got A. Millie, the, the media bathing herself, man. A. Millie, what's going on with you? Hey, T. How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. I'm good. I'm good. Man, I'm glad to have you back. It's been a little minute. Yes, it has. It has been a little minute, but hey, I'm back. I'm back, baby. Now, if you don't know who A. Millie is, you should know by now, man. Can you let them know who you are again with the sipping city and all that good stuff? Yes, well, I am the media maven. I am a radio personality. I am a podcast host. And I'm just an all-around go-getter, goal-oriented woman. And that's who I am. I'm like the Beyonce of media. So that's how I describe myself as the Beyonce of media. I gotcha. And no, one of your biggest goals is to interview Beyonce, right? Yes, I am a proud member of the Beehive, pressing at that, and I am manifesting that I will be interviewing Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter. Yes, I have to give her her whole name, because that is something that I have been manifesting since I was uh, such a, a young girl, to um, manifest the icons and, and interview the icons and the greats, and so Beyonce is definitely one of them. Yeah, you gotta speak it to manifest it. So, I mean, so what we're gonna do today, man? Like I hit a million up, man. We know it's a lot of stuff going on in the world with mental health. You know, uh, it's a sports podcast, but you know, mental health don't really pick who it go after. It's you know mm-hmm. anybody, actresses, sports, anybody, man. And um, one of uh, Alabama own, they say he went through mental health issues. I don't know what the story really is with Twitch. I don't know about that really. So, what's your take on mental health overall, Ashley? Um, my take on mental health, it is it is very important. It is not talked enough about. Even my own battles with mental health, dealing with depression and anxiety, um, just really trying to navigate through things that you go through in your life that um, that stem from trauma from a young age with me, healing through that, healing through um, friendship breakups, relationships, family issues. It's a lot that a lot of people don't know who to turn to, to talk um, or even to vent. We always let people, oh, she crazy, oh, he's crazy, yeah. but you don't know what that person is dealing with internally in their mind. We don't, we don't know. We can say that, oh, you, everything's going to be okay. But to be honest, if you have a friend that is going through something 
being a listening ear, just having them to vent to you goes a long way. Just sending a text, hey, just thinking about you. I know you probably in your own world, your own space, but just want to let you know I'm thinking about you. That goes a long way. Right. I know for me, when I get distant, and it's not because I don't want to talk out my problems or anything like that. I'm just in my own space. I don't want to I can't think of anything else that's going on except for me right now. And so in order for me to be a better person and a better Ashley for my uh my peers, my family and whatever like that, I have to work on myself and I have to do the work. Um just it's not talked about a lot in the African-American community, and that's right. something that needs to stop. It needs to be talked about. We're losing too many people from the, the thoughts, not, not feeling like they're worthy, not feeling like they're good enough. And I went through all of that. I had those thoughts. I had so many things going through my head, like, why are these people treating me like this? What did I ever do to be hurt like that and it, it it does mess with your self-esteem it messes with your mind and i had the ups and downs it was a time i didn't want to be here anymore but i knew i still have purpose here right. so i tell anybody you have to first you have to um make that commitment and and realize that you need help that hey i need to talk to somebody because i'm not the same person that i was a year ago or two years ago and things happen we lose people that are close to us we go through um we go through trauma we go through anything triggers all of it so i always tell people if you cannot, if you don't feel comfortable with talking to a therapist, talking with someone that has dealt with mental health issues or has dealt with um, depression or anxiety or anything like that, because it goes a long way. It might save your life. It did for me. Yeah. And, and a lot of people know pressure do it to you, too. Like you put some other pressure yes. on the person and. Uh, like you yeah. said, it should be talked about starting at a young age that, hey, you can come talk to me about anything. You can yes. talk. And like, yes. you, and like you said, you know, just a simple text just asking how you doing. Because, you know, some people that's constantly smiling and they're happy all the time. Yes. But you don't know what their interior looking like. Like, you don't right. know what they inside going. They're trying to right. please everybody else on the outside, but inside they torn. So, I mean, I just feel like it should be talked about more. Like you said, not Af- in the African-American community because it's kind of like a, I'm going to pick on this person because... That's how they mm-hmm. feel. Like, mm-hmm. make you feel some type of way because you want to talk about your situation, which is okay. You know, you should be able to talk to anybody about that. But mm-hmm. you know how you know how we are as a race. You know, so we got to get better at sticking with each other because all the other races stick with each other as well. Yes. You know, so I mean. Yes, of course, and that's something that we're not taught to yeah. do. If you look at the demographics or the times that we came up as millennials and then our parents coming up as baby boomers and our grandparents, you know, turn of the century. It was different. It was different times back then. And it was more so unified right now, even at 35 is not, it's not enough unity. Like it should be like it needs to be. And I feel like, Growing up, we weren't talking about mental health issues. When you saw, you saw, you really didn't even see it. You would just label us crazy or right. something wrong with him. They got the devil in them, you know, yeah. for the church people. Exactly. But you did see it, like in you know, um, uh, people that went to to the military, the wars and stuff like that. People coming back with PTSD, yeah. but didn't know that they had PTSD. Right. And that's something that now, from all of those years ago, from Vietnam and um, the war in Iraq, and people are coming back, and they're, uh, you know, years ago, and they still have that, even from World War Two and the Korean War. And I, I'm just talking to my grandfather about that, um, actually, just a couple of days ago. Like, they never recognized that. They, they, nobody ever really talked about it because it wasn't prevalent as it was now when people were coming bad they were committing suicides or going on these mass shootings and that is something that needs to be talked about you need to talk about it in the schools you need to talk about it in the workplace everywhere if you everywhere 
in the churches everywhere but people are so afraid because oh it's taboo oh i can't talk about that no you have to talk about it because what if somebody came in there and did and and and, and blew up something the shadow of god forbid right. then you want to talk about it then but if you had talked about it then it could have been preventive measures or to uh go to counselors at the schools or um refer people to to anybody it, it needs to be talked about and i'm a firm believer that as an advocate that it needs to be talked about even as kids i i remember growing up there was so much bullying yeah, so, yeah. so many people talking about and it's still prevalent today but it wasn't it extreme like that it's like worse now on me we're gonna come back to you with your mom the, your mama jokes and everything but yeah. now you have kids now going home to commit suicide going home trying to play a mass attack and coming back and shooting up the school because of mental health issues of course it starts in the home as well but then you know you you look at so many people that deal with trauma that have been traumatized that that haven't been healed that don't have the money to go to professionals that don't know anybody to really talk to or may feel embarrassed oh if I say that um, I had depression because of my weight. Yeah. Then I'm labeled as you know insecure and stuff. And as adults, we go through the same thing as well. So my whole take on that is to we have to unify and talk about it in our communities, in our respective organizations, and and even in sports. You j- you yeah. just never know what people are going through. Yeah, I mean, just because you're making millions of dollars don't know don't mean nothing. Um, exactly, as you as you can see, so many people, you know, even actors, actresses, you know, have everything. All these awards, Oscars, Golden Globes, like for instance, um, Robin Williams from mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire and Genie uh, from Aladdin. You would think someone that has so much money, so many accolades, has won numerous awards and still felt that it wasn't enough. Yeah. And it wasn't enough. Yeah. Also, I tell it's about who you surround yourself with, too. You exactly. Know, uh, you know, like I, I try to present myself to be a positive person, try to encourage everybody, you know, try to say, say something nice. It, you Just you saying something nice can take somebody a long, long way. Exactly. So I've been in situations as an adult where you are in with a group of females and based on looks or based on um you know how much money you make or or what kind of car you drive the material things um and that can take a toll on you that can take oh i'm not good enough to be your friend or i'm not good enough to get invited to certain things and it it does take your your toll on your mental because you you feel like you're not worthy of friendship and you, even though you're not looking at the material things but as a person that it it, it drew me back to being a, a a young girl and when I didn't get invited to certain things and I, you could be nice to people or. Or you know you thought they were your friends and and everything and it it messed it messes with your you know mental. mental. If yeah. you came from the hood and you grew up on a a better side of town, that does mess with your mental. You know that does mess with your mental. Um, as a young girl, you know I'm dealing with childhood trauma. Mm. You know with me growing up without a father, and I grew up as in a single parent household from a, a divorced parent yeah. never really had my father in my life but as i grew older and dealing with mental health it's like you feel you go back to feel like why wasn't i good enough for that one that parent to say i love you or be at little pageants i was in or anything like that and you you that void and that's the trauma that does mess with your mental health and it goes into will I be good enough for marriage to a man will I be good enough to be a good mother well and it does and that's something that I started to really talk about and have my and tell my story through mental health with that yeah and that goes to you know 
with a lot of people, like with the situation you said about you question yourself about getting married and all that stuff, you know, some people go quick to say, oh, daddy issues, he got daddy issues and stuff like that. So, I mean, that can target you too. So, that's why I say it, it takes exactly. somebody mm-hmm. just saying positive words, man. Like, you know, yes. I, I know a lot of I know a lot of girls that didn't have their daddies or, you know, or whatever. So, but you got to speak that positivity, especially being a man. You know, you got to speak that positivity. Yes. It's somebody out there that wants yes. you or whatever. They want you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and, and even being a black woman um, in corporate America, speaking um, positivity over yourself when you're in your own the only female in a male-dominated world in a male-dominated building in a male-dominated career field and that will mess with your mental health as well i will prime example i had a boss that treated me like i was nothing like i wasn't good enough and you would think like your black men would you know come to your rescue or help you or mold you to be the best and he did not he was very um very emotionally abusive in the workplace um and i went through all of that and that messed with my mental it made me feel like i'm not worthy enough to be in such a high position at the time why am i always getting you know yelled at cursed at why do i feel that i I'm less than, and I earned this this spot um, in my career. I earned this position, and that messed with my mental. I started going to therapy um, for that. That is emotional trauma that I'm still healing through, um, and it happens. A lot of women don't speak up about that. A lot it messes with a lot of women's um, mental health. And I went through my bouts of anxiety. It first started with the anxiety, trying to walk on eggshells when you're in the workplace, um, being there 30 or, or hour earlier to try to complete a task just so that your boss wouldn't say anything or come at you in a very ugly and uh, demeaning way. And that's what I had developed, that anxiety crying every day before I went to work, coming home, taking a shot of of whatever, of, yeah. of liquor to Calm. get the air job. Right, right. And it was always um, like that. And a lot of women now at 35, when I was going through that, it was like five years ago, five, six years ago in corporate America. And um, a lot of women don't speak up. They don't know how to speak up. Yeah. And, and like I said, mental health goes a long way. What I learned in my therapy is you have a voice, so speak up. And don't let anxiety take over you. You fight it. And that's what I do each and every day. Yeah. And so it needs to be talked about again in the workplace. Because you never know how how people are feeling. You know, some people say, oh, don't bring your your personal problems to the workplace. And don't bring your work uh, problems into your personal space. So, and I was doing too much of that. And so, you know, and that plays on your mental health. So I I advise anybody, when you are feeling like that, that, uh, that emotional trauma at work, you know, before you make any drastic decision, you know, talk to somebody because your mental sanity matters. Your peace matters as well, you know, and that's what I had to do to start, uh, you know, not feeling like I was unworthy and had these anxieties, the panic attacks. It was like, you know, going through PTSD Mm -hmm. in the workplace. And that's what I had. Then no, and, and I never really understood that until, you know, as I got older and then, you know, the pandemic happened and it was the worst time of my life during that time. That's where my mental health issues started more. And I'm healing through all of that. And it, and, and you can never rush your healing process when it comes to mental health. I'm, I'm healing from childhood trauma that nobody should ever had to go through. Yeah. And it's a it's a it's a process and you can't rush it and I'm not gonna rush it. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not a parent yet, man, but I feel like 
parent gotta pay more attention to their kids, whether whatever the situation may be, whether it's a divorce or whatever, you still gotta think about that child because that's the travel with them yes. throughout life. So yes. to the parents out there, um, y'all need to pay more attention to your kids. Whatever you and your spouse have going have going on that don't got nothing to do with the child, y'all mm-hmm. figure that out, man, because they gotta grow up with that and then they gotta deal with that. Yes. And it'd be hard for them and to love and all that stuff. So you gotta yes. think about that. And it does um, hinder you from giving yourself to all. You're giving all of yourself to a person when you are looking for the love of your life. Mm-hmm. Whether you know you're a man looking for a woman, woman looking for a man. You know, same sex, whatever it is, like that. It does mess with you know your relationships yeah. and. That's why mental health needs to be taught at an early age. Now more prevalent than ever. If you look at what just happened a week ago with a six-year-old shooting their teacher. Yeah. You want to ask, like, okay, what was going on at home for him to, him or her? I don't know if, you know, what they are, but... You know, why would they go to school with that? What was going on in the school that was up that made him or her to come um, to come uh, do what he did or she did to the teacher? So you have to understand um, that and everything. So I just feel like it needs to be taught at a a, at a, a very young age. Yeah, and I agree. I, and I think especially should be taught in schools, like because they can get work both ways because. A teacher could possibly say something to a student like, "You ain't gonna never be nothing when you grow up." That's gonna stretch, or he, yes. or the kid get bullied, or vice versa. The teacher, yes. the kid do something, yes. but the parents come down on the teacher. Now mm-hmm. she stressed out, or he stressed out, mm-hmm. or the principal, whatever, man. So it definitely need to be in school, heavy man, because exactly. kids, get, teachers killing themselves exactly. too. Exactly. So, like I said, like you know, coming up, I grew up in a small town, and you had some teachers that cared and some that did not care and that would talk to the students like they were nothing that they would talk to all of us like that some did and some did not some really wanted us to be more some some of us some of them didn't care they they is because of what you know might have been told to them or whatnot and of course not putting it all on teachers is how the students act as well as what they're taught at home you know, and, and they're coming to school. But, um, again, it needs to be something in the curriculum that that does um, talk about mental health or the examples or exercises, um, you know, so the students can feel comfortable of coming to talk to someone. Yeah. And I always say if you feel like you're just not in a good place, there are so many resources and so many numbers that are available to you. Um, I always say when people say, um, oh, you know, everything's going to be okay. But we need to change that. Yeah, it need to be more. Say something or. What can I do to help? What I've been, and this is what I've been learning, like in therapy. Say something along the lines. Like, I, what can I do to help you? Right. What can I do that will help you not feel like this? Is it a person that I can refer you to? Is it somewhere that I can refer you to go? Like, stuff like that. And I feel as though I started doing that with certain people. When certain friends are having a breakdown or anything, the only thing I can do is listen and to ask them, what is there I can do for you right now? Right. I'm not a millionaire or billionaire yet, but if it's something that you need, I can do my best. You know, at that moment, it may not be no hundred dollars and I'm just keeping it real. But if it's five dollars or ten dollars to, you know, put some gas in your car or whatever it is, if you're whatever. Or it could just be a phone call. And and just phone call or just like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Hey, let's go get a drink or something. You know, we have to continue to use um, 
be a resource to, to everybody and show kindness. That is the only thing I can tell you is to always show kindness when someone is going through mental health. Always show kindness. Don't judge, but always always show kindness. Yeah. Because the words that we say can can trigger somebody. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, in, in the whole mood is thrown off. So we got to watch what we say to people as well when it comes to mental health. That's true. We definitely need to watch what we say. And I always go back to this. You know, you can go back to the 60s or whatever, to the civil rights movement. You saw all black people stuck together, how they stuck how they stuck together. It was all close. They walked, they marched together okay. and everything like that. We don't do that now. And we in a better situation now than we were back then. So if we, you know, we got doctors, lawyers, all type of professions now. So if we all came together like we did in the 60s as a race, man, we'll be unstoppable, man. Yes, I agree. I agree, and and it, and it's all what is passed down too. It's like we gotta continue to break those generational curses. We gotta continue to unify. And like you just said, prime example back then in the sixties during the civil rights movement. Even if, even if you go back years to slavery, and yeah. Jim Crow and stuff, the only thing that you had was each other. All, if you go back and look at groups, um, if you go back to look at um, so many uh, Black History mu- movies dealing with slavery and stuff, they stuck together because that, that's all they had. Now, don't get me wrong. You had some of them that were very, you know, close to master, mm-hmm. and they did what, what they were told. If it's something that they, one ran away, they're going to tell it. You right, had right. those, but they, they didn't. They didn't know any better. Yeah, you had a few. But you had those <laughs> that stuck together. And even more so now, we're not as unified. There's so much uh, black-on-black crime. There's Man, so tell much me about it. crime against each other. And it starts, you know, at home. It starts with what, what you are taught. I always feel like after the the civil um, civil rights movement, it's, it was a disconnect. Yeah. After that happened, after um, we got too comfortable. That, it, it it was a disconnect, and it has been for so many years, and is to me, it's still a disconnect. It's still very much a disconnect. Where did where did we go wrong as a race? Greed. Where did we go wrong after you know the Great Migration, after the Reconstruction, and and you look at um, the after the Great Depression, after the war, where where was the disconnect? What was the disconnect to be unified? It, it it happened somewhere along, like after the Civil Rights Movement. In my personal opinion, I agree. I, I think and, I think we um when you know we start getting these opportunities um with. Doing different professions like they doctors, lawyers, you know, playing mm-hmm. professional sports, and then people start. And then we had a lower class too, with people living in the projects and stuff. So it, it kind of disconnected us as far as the money aspect. It's like some people thought because some black people look down on each other, and be like, "Oh, they ain't on my level, so I ain't fooling with them or whatever." But myself, like I treat everybody the same, no matter what you got. I don't care if you're homeless on the street. If I got, I'm gonna throw you some or whatever. But I, I think that that could be one of the things. I know many other things, but I, I think that's one of the things that probably did it too. But exactly, exactly. Cause you go back to Black Wall Street. That's another one. You know, they stuck together. They built the whole of town. You know, with everything yes. there, and they got destroyed by you know the oppressors or whatever. But like I said, we had what we had back then. Now, man, it'd be crazy. Like we'll we probably we'll be outstanding. Honestly. Oh yeah, we. I mean. If you look at it, you you see so many other nationalities um, inside. I look at I look at the Asians. Man, they they are a, a prime example when it comes to looking out for your brother and your sister. They gonna look out for them. Man, they will look out for each other like crazy. They, they gonna look out for each other, but we we only look out for each other to a certain extent. Whether as the class you were in, upper class, middle class, or lower class. That, that's how it is. What you make, how much you make, what you do, what kind of car you drive, who you married to, who you know. That is how we gonna st- we stick together like that, and that shouldn't be like that. Yeah, and, like, and going back to the mental health part, like 
you know, you can have a, like, I say a man, for example, let's say he got, he broke up with his girl, she dumped him, she cheated on him or whatever, and then he go talk to one of his friends or whatever, so-called friends, because I don't use that term loosely, but his so-called friend, and they be like, man, tighten up, nigga, man, screw that, you know what I'm saying? You got to be more, you know, try to talk him down and stuff, because that type of stuff deal with mental health, too, when he might really love a yes. girl, and she cheat on him or something, he may go kill himself off that. That's just, yeah. that's just one example, but it can be different examples, but... You know, people, we quick to say, tighten up. Man, screw yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? So Yes. And that goes back to what men are learned in the home mm-hmm. or who they were raised by. If they were raised by someone that taught them, don't show emotion, that's all they, they know. That's all that they grew up with is not showing emotion or not showing affection. Yeah. And when they get to a certain age, they don't know how to love. They don't know how to show affection to their significant other or even their children. Mm -hmm. Prime example, um, my grandfather uh, is 97 years old. He was not taught to show affection. He had a brother, but his mother showed more, I guess, favoritism to the younger child than him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have that that mother and son love, you know, when back then it was very prevalent of how, you know, parents would show more favoritism to a certain child. And that spewed over into when my grandfather got married to my grandmother and they had their children. There was the my grandmother showed more affection to her children than my granddad but that is what he was taught and that's why i said you know you got to break the generational curses when it comes to your your children and your grandchildren now my my mom and her siblings they of course don't show love to their children and their grandchildren and but it starts at home men are not taught to be affectionate if you now you talk to be uh, show your feelings, oh, you, you label it soft. Back then, you know, my grandfather grew up in the Great Depression era and stuff. It was like, he didn't see that. Mm-hmm. It's like, he, I can't, no, nah, I can't show you no affection like that. You know, he did with my grandmother, but with, but children, it was not shown. Now, affection to the grandkids and stuff like that, but it skipped a generation. You know, he was that more of that strict parent. Yeah. And stuff like, oh, you got to be the best, and you got to bring home his and stuff like that. No means no, and everything like that. But he still loves his children. But that affection that he didn't get, he wasn't taught that. Yeah. And that goes back centuries. That goes back, you know, generations and generations. But it has to be somewhere where it stops. And I feel like more men. Um, need to show their feelings, need to show their vulnerable side. It does not make you soft. It does not make you less than a man. It is, It. I think it. when a man shows affection and emotion and feelings like that, it is, to me, it's like, oh my gosh, it, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. You know, um, to really align yourself with your feelings and be in tune. And that goes, you know, what I learned in therapy. Not being so hard all the time that even though you you can break down too, you have to. You have to. Yeah, I know sometimes as men be like, like you said, you know, toughen up, man. You better shake that, shake that off. No, because that really hurt me. And men have to be open enough to share. And we as women need to accept men to open up to us more and not try to brush them off. I hear a lot of men complain, oh, well, yeah, my uh, my wife or my girlfriend or my mom, I never really could um, open up to them because they didn't want to hear it or they would crack on me or whatever, but I was actually feeling this way. And I always tell them, you know, you have to be open and honest. You know, be honest. Show your vulnerable side. Cry. If you have to in front of me, that does not make you less than a man. But that is what men have been taught for so many centuries to be hard that goes back to slavery times you know being the man and 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 being under master's thumb you you can't show emotion 
you know, when you had the mass of raping your wives and your children, you couldn't do nothing but look. You yeah, can't cry. It. You got to. You have to. They held all of that stuff in. Dang. And so with men now, it's still it some travels. men uncomfortable with opening themselves up because they weren't taught to open themselves up. And then if they're in marriages or in relationships, the wife may not know how to open herself up because she didn't learn it at home, yeah. you know. And that's why it's important, like, you know, that's why it's important to do marriage counseling before you get married, too. Like, it's, mm-hmm. and, and it, it needs to be somebody that's, that don't know neither one of y'all. You know, somebody yeah. that's biased or whatever like that, because it helps, you know. Uh, they go, that's going to be straight up with y'all, tell them, hey, you need to work on this, you need to work on this, y'all need to fix this. If you don't fix this, y'all need to get married right now. That that type yeah. of thing. That mm-hmm. stuff helped, man. I think I, we went through three sessions of mar- um, counseling, but you know, it was it was you know it helpful. It was helpful, I think. Uh, and it was fun yeah. at the same time because we both open to therapy. But uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and like I say, you gotta as a wife and a husband, you gotta be able to be there for that spouse too. You know, luckily I thank God that my wife. If I'm feeling some type of way, I can come talk to her. It'll be some positive words. It's gonna make me feel like, oh, okay, I'm cool. I'm good now. Like, you ain't no bashing, and then it's all love. So, I mean, we got to beat up for each other, too, as far as kids as well, too. So, if not just that, just for everybody that need us, like our race, like our sisters, our brothers, you know, our friends, yes. our neighbors, whoever. So, man, it's important, man. And, and mental health do need to be put back in the schools heavy. It does. And, it really does. And God do, too. The Bible do, too. Like, they exactly. Need, they need to be back in there, too. You know, exactly. It, it needs to be back there. It needs to be back there. Yep, need to get back there ASAP, man. Uh, like I go to the NFL, like Junior Seau, you know, he was an All Pro um, player in the NFL. You know, he committed suicide from concussions. So uh, I think the NFL need to include mental health in there as well, and you know, find different things to deal with the brain, which they are working on, from what I'm understanding, that with the brain situation. Because sometimes you don't know what you're doing when you commit suicide. Again, you're, exactly. being, you're being called crazy too. So, exactly. it's a lot of things that people need to tackle on and try to figure this out because it's kind of getting out of hand, especially with the black exactly. on black crime too. So, we, we need to exactly. figure something out, man. And I would say this if you know somebody that's dealing with mental health, do not label them as crazy. Please. <laughs> do not, please do not label them as crazy. I remember, I'll never forget someone said I was crazy because of situations that I was dealing with within a friendship. That is the worst thing that anybody could ever say about you. Not knowing what you were going through at the time, because I never really said that to anybody, what I was going through. And learning in therapy, that is one word that therapists said that nobody should ever call you because you are not that. Right. And it depends on whatever your situation is. You are not crazy. Yeah, and you uh, just need you just need a little guidance and a little a little pruning, but you are not crazy. Yeah. Now, if you going, you know, it, different circumstances that really label people as insane, of uh, you know, murderers, and you know, just uh, assault and sexual assault and all that stuff. Um, repeatedly and stuff. Now that's another story. But yeah. with your own personal situation, you are not. Yeah. And nobody should ever label you, and don't ever let anybody label you like that. Yeah, and also it's not true. Definitely, and also you know if you got some type of beef with somebody or disagreement or y'all fall out or whatever, forgive them for forgive them for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you channeling yeah. that in, that's gonna make you. You know, have mental health issues as well. So, they might you might not like what they did, but just forgive them for yourself. You ain't doing it for them; yeah. you're doing it for yourself. So, you know, that's just a little heads up. I I talk to people about it all the time. Like I said, also with us being so young too, man, reach out to the older people too, cause you know they have some yeah. they have some wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, like, exactly. They have a lot of wisdom you can talk to about, man. Like, don't be trying to go always to your home girl or home boy or whatever, man. Talk to some old heads, man. Like, I got I got uncles I can holler at. I got. Different old head I can talk to about anything, and they're gonna be a hundred with me, and it's gonna be all love at the end of the day. But just use your resources, really. Exactly, and and they are there for a reason, you know. Always, um, and I and I, you know, especially 
um, appreciate so many of the older season um, ladies that are in my village that has helped me along the way. Whether it is just, hey, I'm just calling to check on you and anything. And the question that they always ask me, how are you doing? Right. Even though they might know what's going on, you might be busy doing 50 million things. But for someone to to really be genuine and really show you love and care about you, keep those ones around you. For sure. In your circle, always. Yeah. Because some of our young people, I mean, some of our young peers and whatever, they're not like that. Nope. But the older ones that have seen a little bit more than what we've seen will always, always have a word of encouragement to say. Yeah. Because you may reach out to somebody and they constantly busy all the time. And you may like, you might call them and say, how you doing? How you doing? Oh, I'm just doing this, just doing it. No, how are you doing? Like, I ain't worried about other stuff, stuff like that. So, I mean, just exactly. say, just say how you doing. That go, that go a long way too. Exactly. Exactly. Honestly, so, I don't know, man. I just think we need to get better as as, as a people. Uh, we failing, you know, we failing bad, you know, all these, especially New Orleans. I mean, I can't say it's everywhere, but New Orleans I know of is the murder rate is crazy. And it's a lot of kids, you know, it's a lot of kids mm-hmm. doing carjackings mm-hmm. and, you know, killing people, shooting at car, all this stuff going on, man. Like you said, start at home. So, man, these yeah, parents. Yeah, it really does. It really, really I'm gonna say, does. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say this to the parents. Y'all need to tighten up, like, for real, because. Yes, I'm please. Big, I'm big on discipline. Like, um, I thank God the way I grew up, I was disciplined from home, football, mm-hmm. basketball, school, mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. aunties, cousins. Like, I was mm-hmm. disciplined all around. Same here. So, Same man, here. It needs to be disciplined. And even, and even, you know, like like you just said, how we grew up in that that era of where you had more extracurricular activities, more um, organizations that had uh, groups, youth groups, yeah. even youth groups at church. Church, yeah. That was something my mother kept me in. Youth groups at church, um, extracurricular activities, community service. Um, I was always involved with something, even during the summertime. It wasn't, oh, you not going to your grandma's house just to sit there. No, you're going to vacation Bible school. You're going to um, programs that at the time when I was growing up from in, and I'm from a small town of Tuskegee, Alabama, my mom would have me in summer programs up on the campus that geared towards STEM or technology or science or math, even though I hated math, but she put my behind in there. And, you know, she kept me grounded and, and culturized. Um, you know, especially history and, and things. And that is something that I want to teach my children whenever I have them, when Thanks. I'm blessed to have them. Yeah. And even my family members to keep them enriched in that because that goes along a very long way. Yeah. And that is something that, especially around um, the rural areas, the Black Belt, um, other states, they don't have what we used to have. Some people have have you know passed on and gotten older don't have the time but it's like where are these programs these pro- it can't always be about sports it has to be something else yeah it can be reading a whole bunch of things and, and i know some people might not have the money to you know put their children in there that's why i hope that more people will start up um Foundations, more like. youth groups and stuff like that that can, you know, um, gear toward people that make less than the average income, or even for free. But I know you have to have money, grants, and all of the, all of that necessity. But um, it's needed we, though. Those are the type of programs that need to be really immersed in the schools. There were so many programs I had in my school, like. Um, I don't know if you remember um, the D.A.R.E. program, um, you know, during Drug Free Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The D.A.R.E. Yeah. program, and you had the police coming in there to really talk to the kids. And, you know, um, I will never forget when I was in middle school, they took us to the female prison up there at Tutwiler. And the the all the, I think it was all the sixth grade girls um, went, and then all the sixth grade boys went to the prison. And I'm thinking, like, why are we going um, to 
a female prison. <laughs> but that was something to scare us. Like, I yeah. feel like I was on Beyond Scared Straight before that show even came out on ABC. My mom, my mom and dad were for the police department, so I think my mom locked me in a locked me and my brother up in a cell one time for like five minutes. I said, I'll never come in here. Oh, yeah. oh wow. See, yeah. See, and that taught me like you need to stay behind in school, do what you're told, and go to school. If you don't go to school, go to the army, get a job or whatever. Do not come back here. That is somewhere I never want to be, and I don't want my kids or my grandkids to be there or any of my friends' family to be there. And I said, I will never be back here. I don't even want to work in no uh, prison or Department of Corrections. Cause that, uh-uh. But, you know, you know, more power to people that do it, that can, that did it. But me, no, I don't want to even see inside of a jail cell. Yeah, no, unless man. I am playing in a movie. <laughs> that's the only way. It's some people that was in movies said they ain't want to be in there when they shooting a the movie. They can pay for it. <laughs> so exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. And like I said, it's different from when we was getting when we was raising up, you know, getting brought up in them days, man, because kids got too many choices now. You know, like mm-hmm. it's a lot more choices. If if my mama say or my dad say do something, you gotta do it. There ain't no talking back or nothing like that. Exactly. You know, but it was just mm-hmm. more of a respect thing. My parents wouldn't like strict or nothing, but I respected them. Even to now, I, I respect them, you know, but the kids now have too many, you know, options. What you want to eat, this and that. Man, I had to eat what they had. Like, what, whatever she yeah. cooked, that's what I had to eat. So, if yeah, I want to eat that, exactly. I, I'm not going to eat it all. So, it's it's too, I don't know, man. Kids got iPhone 14 Pro Maxes now at young ages, man. So, it's crazy. Exactly. And I, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. My mama, like, when cell phones really started to get popping, my mama was like, no, you're not going to be in 7th or 8th grade having a cell phone. I didn't get a cell phone until I was probably, like, in the 12th, 11th or 12th grade. I was 15. Now, I was 15. You what? I was 15 years old. I got my first cell phone. Exactly. Yeah. See, like, I didn't have that privilege. And my mama was like, you want a cell phone? You use mine. You call me when you're ready. <laughs> she wasn't going for that. Yeah. And, but now you got six year olds and seven year olds that got a cell phone. And I'm like, well, you know, it's a different damn age. And I'm not, you know, hey, more power to them. But it ain't it. I ain't. Ha- I didn't grow up with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they kind of need it now with all this stuff going on. But I ain't getting no child. Exactly. No, I ain't gonna have no child no thousand. If I'm getting like a little prepaid phone or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, well, sure. and you gotta put minutes on there. Yeah. That's it. And, and knowing me, you might have a flip phone. You might. <laughs> you, you might have a flip you phone. Might have a flip Matter phone. of fact, you might just get the iPad and FaceTime when you're ready. That, yeah, that, oh, exactly. You might get that, man. But exactly or. If I got a phone, it might be oh, it might be an iPhone. Uh, it might be the first iPhone. Yeah. You 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 can it still work. <laughs> yeah, man. But we finna get ready to wrap it up, man. But little tips, man. Like, don't let your job overrule you and mess you up mm-hmm. mentally. You know, cause these jobs don't really care about you. Straight up, it's gonna be a hundred with you. Cause if some if you kill yourself or you hurt yourself or you pass or whatever, these jobs gonna replace you. And pick somebody else there, then your family gotta deal with the loss forever. So don't let your job exactly. stress you out, man. Just talk to somebody that's worth talking to that can have your back and push you to greatness. Pray. And uh, like I said, keep a good supporting cast around you, man. If yes. if they not on that level on that positive level, man, cut them loose. Yes. Straight up. Yes. That's just a tip for me. Yes. Personally. So uh, you got any and tips, I always Remember. And always remember, you have purpose here on this earth. It may not be, you may not know what it is tomorrow or today or the next day, but God got you on this earth for a reason. Yep. Don't, don't, don't take yourself out. There it is. All right, y'all. So, and also, it's numbers you can look up to call for mental health, man. It's very, very important, man, that you take care of yourselves, man, mentally. Um, like I said. Myself, you can write me. Even if I don't know, you can write me on social media or whatever. You can get in contact with me if you need to holler, uh, talk. I give you some positive words. I'm pretty sure I admit it the same way. You know, she big time with the sip and sit. You know, uh, positive influences and whatever like that. So, uh, it's numbers on online. You can find. Go to therapy. Seek therapy because nothing wrong with therapy. So yes, uh, definitely do that yes. too. And if you have insurance, your insurance will pay for your therapy sessions. Yeah. Up until a certain amount, but <laughs> your insurance 
will pay for your therapy sessions. And they have so many apps now. Um, that's why technology is so big now. You can go on an app and you can find a a therapist a, that is, you know, for free. And you can set up your therapy sessions through there. There are numbers. There are um, your church. You can pray. That, and God is always your number one therapist. But, you know, sometimes, like me, I get, you know, in my head, like, are you not listening? Yeah. You know, but I know the teacher is always silent during the test. So, um, just remember those tools and tips, um, especially like if you are feeling down, listen to a song that always gets my mind in a more positive way and more more so, you know, writing your journal, write what you feeling today. Um, I've been doing that for the past couple of, uh, days into 2023 and it is very therapeutic. You know, along with my therapy um, sessions, and you may not have to go to therapy every every week. You can do it once a month, and yeah. that's fine. But you have to make sure that you are doing the homework for yourself, that you are working on yourself. That is, I can only say that that is the best thing I could have ever done was to go to therapy and really get to know who a Millie is, or by my real name Ashley, get to know who she is again, because. I lost myself. Yeah. And so now I'm getting her back slowly but surely. And you cannot rush your healing process. And I wish all of your your listeners, uh, T, um, a prosperous and um, an enlightening 2023 of elevation, health, and more success. Yeah. And one more thing, too. I also meditate. You know, I like the sound of rain and thunder. So I got apps for that. You know, I, I play you know, I sit in the room and play rain and thunder and just think or whatever. So that helped me out too. So that's just another tip, I guess. But also check on these kids, man. Like talk, yes. talk to these kids as well. So definitely do that. Exactly. Yeah, because the kids are our future. And what they say, I'm oh, coming to America, let them lead the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you got anything else do you want to say, man? Give me your social media info, a million man. You know, sip and sit. Yes, please uh follow the sip and sit podcast at sip and sit podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at a Marie A M A R I E underscore the number two and the letter U. And also search the sip and sit on YouTube. All of my interviews are on there with different um artists, reality show stars, and I got more coming. She got um, everybody on there too. She got everybody on now. Beyonce hey, coming. Hey, I gotta get you on there. We gotta, we gotta definitely plan today to get you on there. Set it, set it up. I'm with it. Definitely, more, 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 most definitely. All right, all right, y'all. We finna wrap it up, man. It's TNT Sports Podcast episode number one hundred and four. Have a good morning.